This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What I'm trying to say is, welcome to the Talking Aki podcast, special episode number 100. Mm-hmm. And if you've made it this far, happy we... Valentine's Day. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day, where you know we 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 couldn't. Have it wasn't done it a happy you. Valentine's Day without Wifford Ty though, because he did refuse to ask out his girlfriend. Let's let's not his non-girlfriend. Let's let's not bring this up right now. <laughs> let's let's not start. I think this is the best time just to with violence. This is I know, the best I know. time. Man. The first ten minutes of every talking hockey episode, it's roast somebody. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I it's true. I I haven't been roasted for a couple weeks. So, have at it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. We're just mad at you because you refused to ask out the girl of your dreams. Yeah, we we roasted you enough the other night, so I'm not going to to tackle it on anymore because there's nothing left to say, and you suck. We're all disappointed in you, <laughs> and you you would be the worst salesperson because you 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 Ty could have someone who's willing to buy come to him and be like, I want to buy this right now, and Ty will be like, No. I don't. I don't think you do. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't, I don't really think you do. think you do. I would advise against buying the the product that I'm selling, so don't buy it. My the most sucks. amazing prospect with the best product market fit, and uh, and yeah. I will refuse to fit the product. It would be like an inbound lead. To- it would be an inbound lead that he didn't even have to give any advice to, no like no information, nothing. And they're yeah. just like, I want I want this product. And it's like the biggest deal ever. And he'd be like, no. See, it's not even that he's not a closer. He's just he's not even an opener. No, he's not he's nothing. <laughs> I'm nothing, literally. He's man. literally the bottom of the barrel. He's like a well. He goes into the ground. He's that much of the bottom of, of a barrel. And he- <laughs> I think that's the, the, the two minutes of roasting that we got. Uh, Eric, what do you do for Valentine's Day with your girl? He's oh, chewing. Can't... Martin, how about yourself? Uh, went for a skate, got her some flowers. The skate was awesome because we had the whole Market Square skating rink in Kingston to ourselves. So that was pretty did cool. Did you book that yourself? No. Or was it just coincidental? Just, just coincidental. Did, but you, did you go with it? You're like, hey, look, <laughs> no. got the rink for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but it was pretty nice to have. That's adorable. It's pretty romantic, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, me and Serena got her a bunch of, I think, three dozen roses. Three dozen of, roses. How much? You're compensating cost? for what that are you was compensating way for too much money. Or, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Man. <laughs> it was a lot. I didn't look at the price when getting them. I was like, how much can flowers be? <laughs> I get to the register and I was just like, oh, should it? But it's too late now. You know, you it's know, way you too late now. It's <laughs> too much shame, right? You're just like, you can't, you can't go to the register, see the price, and then take stuff away. Because then you just feel like poor and you feel like shit. Yeah, because you imagine you come so back with like pay. a dozen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you have so equity like, and got shit. that bonus. I know. Jesus. And fucking half my bonus went to yesterday now. Fucking hell. But uh, that, that was a lot of money. It was like $120 or something stupid. Like it was a ridiculous amount yeah. for flowers that are going to die in a week. Uh, die in a week. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. hate, I hate the concept of flowers. I hate the concept of flowers it so makes dumb. no sense so my mom so i did hates, that my mom hates flowers my dad likes getting her flowers yeah your dad's a lucky guy he, he does it for the enjoyment of himself and your then my dad's mom's a like lucky I hate, lucky yeah. guy yeah. but he's saying and he then, still does it yeah he does well yeah. he does it because he wants to that's fine. but i don't yeah. want to he's a better man than i 
But then, yeah, and then we went to this place called Ar- Aria Ristorante, which is this really nice place downtown Toronto. Did you Had dress a nice up? Three course meal, suited up. Wow. Suited. Suited wow. up. And, Barney Stinson um, out here. But, I didn't yeah. know they uh, they made suits in that size. <laughs> 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 they do. Custom uh, we're, we're, we're not sponsored by these guys, but Indochino, great, great custom uh, tailored suits. I've had, I highly recommend. I highly my, recommend. My brother's wedding. I, they uh, they do there. your whole measurements for you. You can drop, you know, four hundred to eight eight hundred bucks on a really really premium suit. Not sponsored, but Canadian I pre- made. I, pre- I prefer Moore's, but that's just me. Shut, shut up. I remember. Okay, this is kind of off tangent, but on hockey, I remember. Almost every Saturday when I was watching a game, there was always a Moore's commercial. They always sponsored right before a coach's corner. And now they don't advertise at all. Do did they even they exist? All the, the men suits? in suits are gone. Didn't they make uh, Don true. Cherry suits or some someone did? Yeah, that Maybe that's sense. what it was. Someone specific did. I'm not sure who. Okay. Yeah, but now I've never I haven't seen a Moore's um ad in decades, I guess. Centuries now almost. Millennium. Um <laughs> What are we even talking about today? Uh, Women's I mean, hockey Olympics. Some, some firings oh, happened. Yeah. Some firings. Like a bunch of firings happened. Some oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened. Um, Eichel's coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. We can night. talk about Caps. Oh, unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unusual. Oh, yeah, yeah, unusual. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Ty has a bit of a rant on uh, the Golden Knights and his nonsense about how this gets compared to the league. Ty will always find a way to compare anything that happens that he doesn't like in the league. To Ty the league. is the definition of whataboutism arguments. That that's like Eric. I know you know that term. That's like that's what yeah, Ty, Ty is. Ty loves him. Ty Ty is that argument and. Uh, to fully trade, I think that's yeah. um, that's that's Pretty big. And I, there was quite I a lot of talk stuff. A little bit about that. That's there, there's there's some content this week. I'd say. What do we want to do first? Good episode. We, Eric, have you watched um, any hockey this week? Let's start with that. No, this week it's Tuesday. Uh, uh, the past over the past week, over the past seven days. Over the past seven days, yeah. Hockey? I watched. I watched. Um, I watched a Caps game. I watched. A little bit of a Colorado game. I haven't watched any Leafs, though. I don't know. Uh, I always see the group chat light, lighting up when that's going on. <laughs> watched a few games. Martin? Man, the Leafs were dominant the past week. I watched but... a couple, uh, one Ottawa game or something. Okay. Nice. That's it? I think it was that's the... It? <laughs> I think I've watched two, because I think I watched the Boston. Oh, I Ottawa. watched the Oilers get killed Washington by the Blackhawks. Yeah, that was, was so funny. Okay, that let's start off to with, a bunch of nonsense. Let's start off with that news about Dave Tippett the finally firing. getting fired. I, I know that I think that 2022 has been tie ripping on the Oilers, even since <laughs> this, this comes it's, out. It's Ty's theme of the year. Yeah, yeah it's Ty's theme of the year. Rip it's, on Edmonton every episode. Here's like, I don't know how Dave Tippett lasted so long. I don't know how Ken Holland has a job because it what was hilarious was that Mike Smith came back from injury, right? This was a, this was just before Dave Tippett got fired. Mike Smith, 40-year-old Mike Smith, just came back from a month off because he was injured, got lit up by the Vegas Golden Knights, right? <laughs> it was like 5 nothing, 4 nothing, 5 nothing, and then said, Coach, I want to play the next game back-to-back against Chicago and proceeded to let in the first two shots on goal. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a rough game for the Oilers. Kind of embarrassing. Led to the Oilers coach Dave Tippett getting fired, and Jay Woodcroft is the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers now. And uh, I don't know how they've done since then, but I they they've won both their games. They got been uh, better. They, yeah, they, they won. Better. Well, they won two games. <clears throat> yeah. So I I did get a chance to watch some of um, what was it. Was it? I forget who were they were, who they were playing at the moment. They played um, San Jose. I watched. Last. It was the game before that. Then I think. Um, New York but anyways, Islanders. Yeah, yeah, the Islanders. So I watched that game. Uh, they played a lot better. Um, we'll see whether that's just the new coach bump or yeah, that always whether happens. Whether he's right? at his, yeah, he did change some stuff with Edmonton, right? Like even the players talked about it went back to man-on-man coverage versus uh, zone coverage, 
and he's also getting the D-men more active in uh, in the play, it seems like, like letting guys like Darnell Nurse jump up into the rush and everything like that instead of making these long stretch passes. Um, some other people were talking about how uh, the gap between the defensemen and the forwards has also shrunk a lot. So, le- again, like I said, less stretch passes, more, uh, you know, a, more a better mix and better gap between the forwards and defensemen, which helps on offense, quicker passes, and helps on defense for turnovers. Gap's tighter. You're right up against the players. You can get onto pucks quicker, all that good stuff. So those are the major differences, whether that's just a two-game thing or that's going to continue throughout the season. I don't know, but they've been better since, it seems like. I think it's yeah, it's it's good that they finally did it if they wanted to, you know, potentially make the playoffs just because of I guess how open the Pacific Division kind of is right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know yeah. that Vegas is good. I know that the Flames are good. They're probably going to get better now. I think Tyler Toffoli is a great fit for the team. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know, third place is definitely there. Wild card is definitely there. They might get spanked by, like, you know, Colorado if they get that wild card, like one of the wild card spots, yeah, right? Yeah, Jesus. But, More than wild. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, how, somehow you can consider this entire Connor McDavid, you know, era so far a failure. But is Connor McDavid a coach killer? Four coaches in his, <laughs> what, seven years in the, the league? Is this the segment? I don't know. <laughs> the, that's going to be the title of the episode, Luke. Connor McDavid, coach killer, question it, mark. It's a valid question. <laughs> good. Have you seen? And get so, us canceled and hated so by everybody. When, Connor when, McDavid's a victim of bad management. But he's exactly, partly he, to blame. Exactly. And I always will say that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But think... his manager needs to tell him to shut up. <laughs> if, That's if true. If he completely disagrees with his opinion, clearly, Holland agrees with the opinion, and the opinion is just awful. <laughs> like, like Duncan Keith, not a good option. Well, Duncan Keith's injured now for a couple. Keeping weeks Mike Smith pursue. and Koskinen as your two goalies, horrible yeah. op- option. Um, Mike Smith is still has another year. Forwards. Bottom six is horrendous. Person. Like. It's not really a coach's fault. <laughs> or well, the, the Dave fault. Tippett was not great. Dave Tippett was made some brutal decisions up there. Yes. I and I think that and I would always like after the Oilers would lose a game, I would always go on Twitter and you know it's, look at some of what the Oilers lots guys of were questionable saying. usage right. decisions. For exactly. Sure. It's it's funny. Everybody says Dave Tippett's like a really good coach, and then it's like he's being fired like a lot, and he doesn't <laughs> stay anywhere. No, he long, was no, he, so he, he was can't. the coach. No, he was the coach of Arizona for the longest time. Yeah, oh. clearly. How long coach. was that? Like, I I want to say it was like eight years. He was coach of Arizona. Yeah, he he was like, there for right a while. Right after Gretzky, but... or yeah. like before Gretzky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, right Gretzky. after Gretzky. True, but Arizona sucked. Exactly. So that's, <laughs> most of that time. <laughs> that's not very. But people always did say um, that he coached them decently well it's just the roster was brutal which i kind of agree with the, you know the, he, the, i don't think he was a bad coach there but i don't think he, he got a particularly the, he, good one in i don't think he was great in arizona by any means and to add on to that uh his results with the oilers you know the, it, it wasn't even just the results because if you look at his overall results they weren't too bad Right, especially with the roster. Like, I, uh, if someone wants to pull up his record um, with Edmonton, I, I don't remember what it is, but he has a decent win percentage. Like, it wasn't phenomenal, but it was good. I think his issue has always been usage decisions, and then just a really bad run of shooting luck slash goalie shitting the bed with um, Edmonton resulted in him getting fired essentially. So his Edmonton career, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was with Arizona firstly. Uh, he was with Dallas, actually, 2003 to 2009. Arizona, 2010 to 2017. Yeah, that's like longer than the average coach. Yeah. That is. And he had a couple, uh, two playoff runs, it looks like here. Um, uh, I think one year they got to the conference finals. I think that was 20, it looks like it was 2012, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when Arizona that, was yeah. like... 
a flash in the pan. Right. When Mike, Mike Smith, Smith was Mike Smith, went yeah. On Mike Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then 2020 to 2022, he was with the Oilers. So he had a, he had a couple years off, but 2020, his record was 37, 25 and nine went one and yeah, three he, in the playoffs in, in Edmonton. He went 95, 63. Yeah. And like so that, 15 and won one, one so playoff. That's almost. That's like just below a 600 win percentage, right? Uh, if someone wants to do the math. <laughs> I don't want to do the math. Okay, well, I, I think that's like a 5. Year. That sounds like a 580 or 590 or something like that, I think, based off of the lack of math in my head. But, yeah, so he did decently like on the win percentage front. No success in the playoffs or not much success in the playoffs, I should say. Um, bad team. I think he did okay, bad but goalies. again, usage decisions, usage decisions, and bad goalies. And you know, they a lot of people pointed out Edmonton's shooting percentage over the, la- the over this recent run has been like thirty or thirty first in the league, like dead last, which isn't sustainable, especially with guys well, like McDavid. No, actually, actually, if you look at like the share of of, of shots that come from like the Tyler perimeter or from, or from the <laughs> point, right. Like there was this, there was that game against uh, Vegas. I think the shots were like pretty even. It was like you know around thirty each. Vegas mm-hmm. won five nothing, but out of their thirty shots on net, they had like you know twenty in the slot, whereas the Oilers had three. You know, sure. I, mean, it might I, be an I don't disagree but, yeah. that they haven't. I I hundred percent agree they haven't been good, but they're not this bad, is what I'm saying. Right? It's going and they're the the talent level and capability of the team does not suggest that they would be thirty or thirty first and shooting percentage across 20 or so games or whatever this run has been right so that that's my only kind of point essentially um so he the coach is kind of a victim of his gm and bad luck versus just being a bad coach is my opinion essentially and obviously some mistakes in usage and that sort of thing it's yeah, it's it's insane to me. But I mean, Woodcroft, from what everyone says, is a uh, you know he he had success with the Oilers AHL team, right? Can someone wait? So can someone Martin. take their phone off of their desk? Martin, that's a Martin thing. That is always a Martin thing. Thank you. Or like when when someone's about to yawn, they like move the mic away. Martin just like yawns yeah. right into the mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, all right, get back to what you're saying. Tom. Uh, I actually, oh yeah, Woodcroft. He had success with the AHL team and for Edmonton's AHL team, right? And so I think that people – and I, I was reading Elliot Friedman kind of uh, – I think it was 31 Thoughts last week um, in his article there where he, he, Woodcroft was part of the Team North America at the World Cup, uh, uh, part of that coaching staff. And he said that, you know, all the players that he talked to were impressed with him, you know, back in – was it 2016 or 2017 now? So he's getting his chance to show what he can do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have I'm, too much more to say about Edmonton. Relies on goalie. Like if they go on a good goalie run, like if Mike Smith. Yeah, if can they get Mike Smith from last year, they tape can... himself together <laughs> and be well, able to stay in games. He'll, who who decided to sign him for two years? And it's it's clear to me that Mike Holland, Smith is like yeah, Holland exactly. should be fired. Like it's and, quite clear. Like and, and, and Mike Smith, yeah. I, I I have no back backing to this story but it seems like he has a lot of say about his playing time right if he can go to his coach and say hey coach put me in back-to-back nights i'm 40 years old and just came back from an injury it was his idea right maybe his thing was i haven't played a lot and therefore i will have energy to play well he also sucked the night before yeah he he got lit up the night before and i just want to say one thing again and we always talk about the oilers media but like the difference between when I you know I sometimes when I see the Oilers lose, I'll always go and watch the highlights because it's really funny to me. I, I don't know why. I just love watching the Oilers lose. Okay. Um, that's like the me and the Leafs. Of a that's literally friend. me and the Leafs. I love watching the Leafs lose. But like the Leafs very rarely get blown out, right? When the Oilers lose, it seems like they, they get blown out, right? Like and they just yeah. get purely dominated. Yeah, but, the, the Leafs will get like embarrassing. Yeah, lead. Okay, Ty. Like, do you collapses. prefer to watch Edmonton lose or the Leafs win? Oh, Leafs win. 
But Edmonton is prefer, a close second. I prefer to watch the Leafs lose than Ottawa win. Because, <laughs> because yeah, Ottawa, Ottawa doesn't, doesn't win. win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Ottawa's doing what they need to this year. <laughs> remember, remember the tweet I said where it was uh, one of the it was Sean Simpson. He's like, "Watch yeah, out!" He needs to shut up. Sens are only twenty three <laughs> yeah. points back of the final wild card that spot. Was... <laughs> Sean, Sean, he's like the worst commentator <laughs> in Canada. And I'm like, I'm like, that's literally Martin right now, man. <laughs> the oil in the Sens got like a three game winning streak. Because <laughs> he he was also the one that was like, look in the mirror. No, it's like, Traco, we... uh, Michael. Traco, he was sorry. it was the same guy, right? No, no. Or was it a different guy? Different guy. Michael, oh, okay. I thought Michael it was Tricos. him. I thought that was him too. Yeah, I know. I know. It just seems similar. like something he would tweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say. I will say Ottawa is not doing terrible. Like they had a bad run there where Matt Murray sucked, but how yeah, how is how Murray... does it feel though? So how does it feel to have Montreal Canadiens lose better than Ottawa did? Like, <laughs> like you they like, like suck. They just went. <laughs> I mean, Ottawa also went from the conference finals to shitting the bed. Yeah, but Canadian I mean, teams have a special knack. Montreal of just, just did it better. better Montreal's just done it way better. <laughs> yeah, like, least historically the, bad. You guys yeah. are only See, an the hour Senators. The Senators still had good players on their team. You know, like they they had like Eric Carlson, peak Eric Carlson. Although that next year he wasn't as good, but still, like you know, relatively peak Eric. Carlson. Mark Stone. They had Mark Stone, Mike Hoffman. They had a. They had some guys. And they had the Uber incident. Hey, but like some happened. shit happened around Ottawa. Like Montreal just shit the bed because they suck. But like yeah. stuff happened to Ottawa in the off season that year and negative eighty five goal differential. Oh, Who Montreal this year? Yeah. The next closest is the Coyotes with seventy two. Saint Louis still does not have a first win. <laughs> Well, but he's the whisperer for for Cole Caulfield scored two goals. There you go. I like that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something about the Oilers, but we can move on from them because, like yeah. I said, we were. I wanted up. to talk about the Toffoli trade because yeah. um, it's interesting. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And now we'll get back into the show. That's going for Montreal. Oh my goodness, Martin! Back Wait, up! Oh, Stop shouting! Sorry, yeah. sorry. That was a good, that was a good segue. We went to Montreal and did yeah. Toffoli. <laughs> there you yeah. go. After a hundred episodes, you learn a, a thing or two, hopefully. <laughs> Except how to back away from the microphone, how to get headphones, and how to not hit your microphone. Um, Anyways, so Toffoli so got basically traded. Martin hasn't learned anything yeah. in hundred well, episodes. Two of those things were you. Two of those things were you. Hey, I have it now. Have yeah, it now. and you don't eat your mic good. anymore. Sometimes this is, this is also a new issue for me, and I'm this really, I really trying. <laughs> Anyways, to fully get trade. too excited. Um, what's everyone's thoughts? I think Calgary got a steal. I think that was a um, absolute steal. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, the prospects they got were. They got a first, a no, fifth, like, and I don't even know the guy's name. He was the second round pick of, uh, of somebody a couple years ago. I don't. It, Emil Heineman. Like, what is Toffoli? So Toffoli is a top six winger. He's who, a second line winger. He went on a shooting bender last year. He was yeah. on a yeah. forty goal pace, but I think this year he was he he can provide some. He's still on pace for sixty for points this yeah. year. Yeah, at, like he's, at two more years, he's, a he's not second, a rental. He's a very good second-line winger who will outperform his contract over the next two seasons. And all they had to do was... Emil Heineman isn't... He's probably not going to be an NHL player. I don't want to shit on a guy who's trying to make it work or whatever, but like he's probably not going to be. The odds are. And even if he does make the NHL, he's not going to be a higher-end guy. Three teams in two years, too. That must be difficult. Yeah, and Tyler Pitlick, you know, Montreal's just collecting every single Pitlick out there. 
if you saw like the tweets they have like yeah, three yeah, of them yeah. <laughs> they have rem tyler and one other one it's escaping my mind right now um i don't Mon- like two, it, it's and the two. and the 22 2022 first round pick is no, for Calgary, it's going to be twenty. They they're hoping, anyways. It's in the twenties to late twenties, and but this is their insurance off of Johnny Hockey not resigning with them. But too, it's four point two for another two years, like which isn't that's sixty points. He's on that's pace not, for sixty points on Montreal. Bad, yeah. On Montreal, he's on pace. And for last 60 year, points. he was their and most last, consistent. Yeah, exactly. He was their most consistent forward last year. Yeah. Other than lighting up, just solely lighting up. I used, to, I used to like to fully, and then <laughs> exactly. he started not being so good, and it was disappointing. Yeah, but but the thing the thing is, you're still thinking pre Montreal times mm-hmm. in L A. He kept flopping the like like I I remember right like this was a mm-hmm. big thing where it was like Toffoli has so much potential to do more, but mm-hmm. he just never like completed it. Like he was doing everything right except actually getting the puck in the net, and now over the last two years in Montreal, he has been right and. At least Montreal one year, super hot streak in the playoffs and did it. This year, complete shitting the bed, yep. but he's still doing it. He also so must I think be, that's a like, good sign. Daryl Sutter, Sutter must like him because yeah, yeah, they won yeah. a cup together and stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. And I think it's a there. great fit. And some for, of Toffoli's yeah. best years were under him Sutter. too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I, I love that trade for Calgary. They gave up more or less nothing. Like nothing important to them. Like the 2022 second uh, first round pick is going to be good for Montreal. You know, complete the rebuild. But this really indicates they're going rebuild, right? Toffoli has two more years on their deal. They're literally just saying right now, we're not trying to be competitive anymore. We're trading everything, which is really bad because they just made a bunch of commitments over the off season to players. But that's what they needed to do. Like, there's no. Yeah. It's just the issue is it's happening late. It's just happening, like, like they know? they have the potential to have a very good draft, like, yeah. If they should get last, they get Shane Wright, and they get multiple, um, multiple firsts because Ben Sherratt's yeah. supposed to well, get the, a first. The f- if they trade Petrie, he's supposed to get. He'll get. I don't a, think Petrie gets a first. He'll get. I think Petrie a gets decent, a first. Yeah, he'll get a decent amount. He's the I next guy after Klingberg, and Klingberg's probably not even going to get traded. But Petrie is guy. not good this year, and he has a long-term deal. Sure, but Petrie – oh, that's – yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, he's right, not a right. rental. Yeah, he's not getting him. traded. He's not getting traded. He, you're right. You're right. Unless there's I'm thinking, huge um, retained, double retained. Yeah, yeah probably not. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking he didn't sign that extension, but he did. You're right. Yeah, that's he's not getting traded, most likely. Um – and but the other thing is Montreal doesn't have much else to trade, that are short term guys. Like I don't know. Mike, Ho- I, Mike Hoffman isn't going to get much. Like I'm, at this I'm, point. I'm still not convinced that Petrie can can't get traded. He's untradeable because based on what Elliot Friedman he has says, a new no move clause and a modified no trade clause. But he's old, a. Like he that makes it worse. That makes it more no, difficult but, to move. But like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. No, no, no. What I'm saying is he'll want to move. Like he realizes Montreal's going to suck the remainder of his career. Yeah, he doesn't want a cup. And but he doesn't want a cup. He's not like I, I think he's making like six million a year. Yeah, I think 6. that his play this million. year, this play this year, and and uh, you know very clearly they're tanking. But um, actually, so so they, they there was that stretch where Montreal had like no players, like literally no NHL yeah. players in their lineup because all, all were injured or had COVID. And then uh, uh, Jeff Petrie came back one game, and I was like, this is actually better for the tank because he's so he's been so bad this year. So, so playing him is better to, to for the tank. Explain just how bad he's been. Okay, so from 2017 to 2020 he had 42 points 46 points 40 points 42 points right and then the outlier was the 42 points in 55 games that he put up that was never going to be repeated obviously and that was in 40 42 points in 55 games so every other year basically a 45-ish point pace and then jumped up to a 60-ish high uh, high to mid 60s point pace and then this year seven points in 41 games (laughs) <laughs> and like he's not and, the puck moving yeah. defenseman, and you know, possession. He's not guy doing that anything was, yeah. right, and he's thirty four now. And other players on the team, like like we talked about, Toffoli. Toffoli's what thirty years old right now, I think. Twenty nine. And twenty nine, and he's performing well, 
right? So it's not like individuals on a bad team can't perform well. You also have to Especially look at it like relative, yeah, relative to what other players on the team are doing. Exactly. Right? So, so, and the, a lot of the teams doing really badly, but Peachy's doing especially badly. Um, that's going to be a harder contract to move for sure. So I don't think it's impossible. So yeah, but, when they were when yeah. they were like rumoring the the trade, or when Elliot initially tweeted yesterday morning, I think it was yesterday morning, where he's like, you know, Tyler Toffoli might be on the move, right? Uh, and then everyone's like, oh, the, there's got to be at least one of you know Connor Zari, or um, who's the other guy? Who did they pick last year? Let me just look that up. Uh, Coronado. Yeah. Peltier, I think, is the other guy who's who's in their system. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, like, like, yeah, so like Adam's like, want to give me one of those guys, right? And then the yeah. trade came out, and he's like, what the hell? Yeah, they didn't get any. They could quite literally end up with nothing from that trade. I mean, the first round, the late first round pick, that's fine, but they could end up with basically nothing. And the Pitlick is a cap dump. Like, that's not a right. player that's in their long term plans or anything like that. But again, getting a first in a draft at any point is good. You know, like, you, you, it's not like saying the first isn't good, but they should have gotten more for a guy that's on pace for 60 points with a really cheap contract. For, and it's not long term, right? Which is beneficial to a guy that's older for the team from a risk management perspective. It's not long-term, but it's still not a one-year. It's not a rental. Yeah, but $4.25 million for this year and two years no, after that's what I'm saying. So it's more valuable because it's not yeah, long-term yeah. and it's exactly. not just a rental. Exactly, exactly. From, you know, so it's You're still getting his really valuable. Years at that, you know. And like... And he's goals. Like the big thing with Toffoli is he's wheels and goals. Like he has, like that's what he's there for to score goals. So like that's a hard thing to buy. And they bought it relatively. Relatively exactly. If they did this, if you went and did this kind of trade at the deadline for a player of Toffoli's talent, you could get more, arguably, in some of those cases. You know, like we've seen higher packages than that. Get traded for players at the deadline before. Did Tofoli have no that... move? Like, no. Did he have dictation no. over this? No. I don't think so. Uh, his contract wasn't big. Because, so like, why were they it. only wanting to trade him to Calgary? Like, was Calgary the I, only I, one interested? I guess the only or... one who was interested. Or... True. Which Most makes interested. no sense, also. I don't wasn't think there yeah, a ru- I think Wasn't there an LA rumor? Like, he could be on his way back to LA? It wouldn't. I mean, I don't think it makes sense for LA, but. To do I, that I for a rebuilding but... team, but <laughs> I don't. Disagree. I guess they're not really rebuilding because they're in third in the <laughs> Pacific Division. But that's just the Pacific Division, man. Like, yeah, it's... I agree. That's why I say I think they're still rebuilding. They're just in a shitty division with some nice luck and stuff like that. But from Calgary's perspective, also, right? Remember, like Johnny Hockey doesn't have uh, a contract going into next season right now. So if anything happens with that. They at least have to fully to step up as a winger. Not that he replaces him to the full extent that he can uh, should. But also next year, Calgary has a lot of cap space that opens up. Eric Branson's off the books from two million. Zadorov's off the books for almost four million dollars. But they got a lot of money to resign, like Manji Payne, Manji Pani. Thank you. That's Eric's favorite and player. K- and Kachuk, and yeah, so they have a fair bit of. That all between, if they resigned Nejipani, Kachuk, and Johnny Goodrow, they'd probably and Shillington. The three of them is going to be twenty million to twenty-two million dollars combined, probably maybe even more. Kachuk and Goodrow can probably get ten million dollars each, so twenty, let's say twenty-five or twenty-six million dollars between the three of them. Which and then is what about Shillington? What do you think he gets? He he's gonna get a his comparables are gonna be smaller, for sure. But it still uh, won't be. He'll nothing. get he, yeah. He, it won't be nothing, but it'll be. He's great. going from I a bet, nothing contract to like. A, a yeah, high. he'll get three to four million dollars. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I I, I if he, even that might be a little high. Yeah, I'd say like it depends two. on if they bridge him or go long term, right? But this season's really helping him out. You know, like mm-hmm. one twenty four points in forty four games. 45-ish point pace. Like, that's um, the really good um, season to have going into uh, 
a contract year. So if they lock him down long term, they might be able to get him at a cheaper cap it because the season before that he only played eight games and got like one point. He was waived but, last uh, year. So yeah. So how exactly. good? Getting back to to Foley trade, how good does this make Calgary? Like how scary are they? They're to, they're it, to Vegas. It makes them. Not, I don't think, I think Vegas, okay, and this maybe we'll transition into uh, the, the Vegas salary cap thing that we can talk about after, but I think the top end, I think, maybe not even the top end talent, I just think that Vegas's team, the way it's built, is still always going to be the best team in the Pacific Division. But Cal, look, you look at Calgary now, Toffoli was exactly what they needed. And he it's, fits the system he, well. He fits everything so he fits the system really well and calgary for the longest time has had scoring depth issues for so long now the top three white right wingers are kachuk blake coleman and tyler to switch to with blake coleman if you want whatever second third line doesn't matter right so their top three lines now ignore the fourth line because they use the fourth line literally as a checking line. Like, Calgary's very old school with their fourth line. Daryl Sutter hockey, doing. baby, yeah. Daryl yeah. Sutter, man. But their top line is uh, the the uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Ilias Lindholm, Matt Kachuk. Second line, Manjay Pani, Backlund, Blake Coleman. Third line, Dubé, Sean Monahan, Tyler Toffoli. That's a very good top nine all of a sudden. Weak centers... No, like top end, top end center or anything and like that. Monahan's not great anymore. And like, Monahan's been not very yeah, good. Monahan's but... their third line center, like bona fide. Yeah. Mon- Monahan at center. least, yeah, at least Monahan, he can be a. Th- Ma- Backlund isn't really a second line center either. To be fair, like he's really a no, third line center at this point. So they really have, center. they really have a second line center and two third line centers. But, but their wing depth wings. is. Yeah, their wing depth is incredible. Like, yes. Kachuk, Gaudreau, Manjapani, Blake Coleman, Tyler Toffoli can all play on the first line. Like, I'd be comfortable with any of those guys on left wing or right wing. On with your a first good line. center, they'd have to have a better center than yeah. Like, obviously Toffoli, obviously Ackland, Blake Coleman and Toffoli alongside yeah, Sean Monahan isn't exactly too. terrifying, but mm-hmm. you know, but the point As your is first like, line. Really... If it's your third line, sorry, I'm yelling again. Yeah, exactly. And Dubé is really good too. So uh, it's Calgary looks like like Calgary can beat Vegas in a playoff series. They can. It's, well, they, uh, they, they're they're putting good, themselves yeah. in the conference. They're putting better, themselves yeah. in position to do it right. Mm-hmm. And D- actually, Dubé slowed down quite a bit. He had a good start. Now he's on eleven points in forty-five games. So, anyways, I still think he's a better player than that. And maybe with. You know, a better winger on his side, he can perform a little bit better because before that, they were playing guys like Lucic and Trevor Lewis with him and all this shit. So, so right now they'd play LA, who I think they would trounce. I think they would. Yeah, yeah. yeah they would, and they remember, would their defense away. is also quite good too. You know, like Noah Hannafin having a breakout year, Tana reviving his career in Calgary and has been incredible defensively. Probably the best defensive defenseman in the NHL over the last two years. Uh, Trillington, like we said, 40 point, uh, 45 ish point pace. Rasmus Anderson doing okay. I don't think he's doing great by any means, but he's also, you know, having a good season as well. So Calgary's a threat, is all I'm saying. Uh, I, I, you could bet on them beating Vegas and feel not bad about that bet. Well, yeah. And speaking of Vegas, as we transition there, they're getting their star acquisition, Jack Eichel. How they're playing him in the lineup, though, because they are well over the cap, is Mark Stone has a debilitating back injury that's going to keep him out for the rest of the season. Coincidentally, LTIR for the rest of the year. I guess, firstly, we'll talk about, are you guys excited to see what Eichel will do down in Vegas? Uh, I'm I'm pumped to see what Eichel's going to do. I'm watching that game tomorrow. It makes Buffalo look like idiots if he if he if he is any sort of sick which i have no doubt he will be um, i mean give him a couple of games i'm not saying you know first yeah, I don't, I don't first game it. in but i could see him scoring uh, goals though first game they, like, they have him on the first line with patch and dad right now as of right now so we'll see if that happens but he could like he hasn't had anyone on his wing as good as i guess he had reinhardt sorry 
other than Reinhardt. He hasn't had guys as good as these guys. He hasn't had a defense at all that can move the puck. It's always been Eichel needs to do everything, basically, other than Dahlien for a little bit of time. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Eichel does. It sucks that he's not going to be playing with Mark Stone, though. Best line in, in the NHL if they merge, if they worked well together. Max Pacioretty, Eichel, and Mark Stone. Is, That'd be uh, sick. Pacioretty and Mark Stone with... Freaking Chandler Stevenson is one of the is like the top three line in the NHL. But, Put Eichel there yeah. instead of Chandler Stevenson and see what the fuck. It's amazing. Yeah, that's LA. That's that... LA is kind of like the Los Angeles Rams of the NHL right now. <laughs> like they they bought a good team, basically, and don't really yeah, care about depth. Like not depth, but like young depth. You saying LA or Vegas? Oh, sorry, Vegas. Vegas is okay, the LA. That makes more is, sense. Vegas is the LA Rams. I was so LA lost Rams. as to what you're... Yeah, sorry, so lost Ve- Vegas is the LA Rams of the NHL. And hey, they're going to regret it in a couple of years because, you know, unless they, they win. league with Unless they win? Yeah. They're going to hey, regret I don't it. Even, do. I don't even think they're going to regret it because they started off the franchise with a bang mm-hmm. and now they will forever have especially, fans in Vegas because of this. Especially yeah. if they win. If they win in the next couple of years because this... Like Jack, Jack Eichel, Mashpetri, and Mark Stone could be the best line for the next couple years if injuries yeah. permitting. Those are all three guys that have had major injuries, so that's a little sure. risky. But I mean, Eichel's literally signed for another four years after this year. And Mark like you Stone have years is too. of, and they're getting all of longer. Prime Eichel mm-hmm. as long as he's healed up and he's actually ready to go and everything. Patrati only has a year left on his deal after this year, but they could probably resign him again. And at a probably no, potentially Pacific, cheaper rate. If Edmonton Damn. decides to get good, that Pacific division could be brutal in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Seattle doesn't look really like they're doing anything. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, really good. I mean, like the top end of it could be like Flames, Golden Knights, uh, Oilers. Yeah, I mean, the Flames window is gonna close real quick. I feel. Yeah, this this year and next. So is the so is Vegas. But I'm saying if the Oilers get good in like, which they easily could, they could make a couple. Oh, of you're saying like the next season or two, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah a couple agree. years. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. <laughs> I thought you meant like a couple years from now. It's so like three years from now. We'll, no, uh, no. Yeah, it yeah. will be. The Kings could be first, <laughs> or the Ducks at that point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's there's so much change that can happen in like two or three years. So it's hard, but over the next two seasons, yeah, I mean. I don't. I don't think Vegas is going to regret anything. They have, like, ooh, they're losing Riley Smith after this season. Probably, I don't think they're resigning him. Uh, that's five million dollars off the books. Um, they can probably get rid of Dadenoff as well, and that's two. That's ten million dollars between the two of them, which gives them enough space, basically. Yeah, I mean, they they are in a cap. No one talks about them. They like to bring up, you know, Leafs being at the salary cap, but Vegas is like. Vegas has eighty-two million dollars, uh, for net committed for next season. Right? Exactly, <laughs> which is so crazy. Basically, up against the cap, without including you know like the two guys that they have that are the three guys that are going to uh, UFA basically. But the guys that are going to UFA, they can replace with it from within. Like I don't think Riley Stevenson and. Uh, you know, Matthias Yanmark are going to prevent them from putting. But it's a team all together. worth it if you win the cup this year, and I could, I could see. But they if... don't. But like, they don't have much to do this off season. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, they don't really have much. Brett Howden, Nicholas, uh, Wah, and Keegan Colasar, like and Nicholas Hagan defense. Like, all those guys are going to get contracts. one million dollar deals. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So they're actually. Unless they win the Fine. cup this year, and then those guys, <laughs> yeah, skyrocketing value and everything like that. But again, those are RFAs, so they're under contract anyways, which mean or they're under their rights are owned, so, so they probably can't even get. Yeah, they're under control. That was the word I was looking for. So anyway, so the the point is, Vegas, they're actually not now with now that they don't need to trade anyone right now. They're not actually in cap hell. They're not gonna trade, and that's that's what's crazy though is that. They're able to now coast to the playoffs again, right? In this, you know, they're, they're, they're very firmly in the playoffs. I don't think that anyone's coming for them. Even if they lose the top spot to, say, the Flames, 
there's no doubt they're making the playoffs, right? So they're going to keep out Mark Stone for this? Yeah, they are. <laughs> like how last year they did for Nikita Kucherov. They can hey, just coach the playoffs. I've heard he's, I've heard he's really... Have they confirmed that Mark, Mark Stone will be out until What the they playoffs? said was he will be out as long as he needs to be. Yes. Do you see yeah. Vegas dumping, you know, $9 million? I think if Mark Stone's healthy in a month or whatever, I have a really hard time believing they just keep him completely out. I am like willing to bet two, money. Two, I, two I months? Am willing like, to... That's a long time. So I bet they would keep him out for like the final couple weeks of that NHL. Yeah, like if it's two or three weeks, they probably keep him out. If it's two months, like, yeah, I, I don't believe it. Yeah. Because like I've heard, like what I've heard is he's actually really injured and going to different specialists hasn't found out like hasn't been satisfied with answers as to what's wrong with him and it's back issues so like so if he comes back game one of the playoffs like Nikita Kucherov did which is very possible <laughs> just yeah. oh he's good to go Kucherov was skating for like a month before right right like you just look this is yeah. like very clear they do do LC- testing yeah. eh. Like the NHL themselves does test. Listen, every player, like every player could probably go on LTIR. It doesn't mean they can't play is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right? I don't know any player out there. Every player's injured. Every player's times. injured. Right. Like, I, and I don't mean that as an exact, I don't mean to be sarcastic with that. I think that you could legitimately make a case for every professional, professional athlete, not even hockey. Right. To be I'm on. injured right now, man. Yeah. My back hurts like a exactly. bitch. I, can just I slept funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do shit. <laughs> I uh, I rock climb the other day. Part of the reason you have problems, though, you don't you don't do <laughs> no, no. Actually, I've, I've been actually the, my issue has been I recently got back into working out a lot, and now my entire body just constantly hurts at yeah, all times. You're getting too old to stop and start, man. I know, I know, I know, I know. But um, well, we had no choice. Gym's opened up. Yeah, yeah. But hey, uh, Eric okay, has like a little gym in his basement. So. Let let Eric tell the story. I wanted to tell a little story. So I I started going like bouldering. So like. For anyone that doesn't know, it's like rock oh, climbing indoors. They have like all these walls and everything like that. And mm-hmm. I like I did. So I've gotten like I've gotten better and better at it. Like it's actually it looks easy and it is not easy. Like it is so ridiculously hard to do. It's not easy. It's, it's all it's your like, arms. It's literally. Bro. It's not even just your arms. It's, it's fingers. Grip, yeah. It's, it's literally strength. fingers. It's not even like grip strength. It's literally like can you hold yourself up with these three Which fingers? <laughs> And they just and then like contort your body in a certain way. Anyways, so there's this one wall where there's like a four foot gap between one rock and the next, and you literally have to like if you're tall, you can kind of just reach and jump like a little bit, like lift yourself up like really quickly and jump a little bit and get it. But I, no matter how much I reached, I was like a foot and a half away, and I was like so mad I couldn't complete this fucking wall, and I jump off the rock. And, like, just barely catch it with, like, my three fingers and, like, hold on for dear life as I'm swinging. And it was, it was, a really, it was really cool. And what's, I felt like Spider-Man the, was my point. What's the, my, what's the best one you've ever done? Like, what's the hardest one you've ever done? Like, V7? What, how, how hard do you go? Uh, I mean, I don't, they don't use, they just use color schemes. So there's, like, the eight hell? levels, I think. And I've only gone to level, like, five is my best that I've completed. So probably, like, a V5. Yeah, uh, it's really it's ridiculously like, dude, I'm watching some of these people and it's like it's not even like people you think like, you know, like these super ripped guys. It's like these skinny little freaking sticks, man or woman doesn't matter. And they're just yeah. freaking like climbing these things like Spider-Man. And I'm just like jealous. When I was anyways, on my... That was my moment where I felt really cool like Spider-Man, but it really hurt my hand. And therefore I could be injured with the relation to that. Story. Oh, OK, well, I when I was on my trip, <laughs> weak relation, Calgary... but I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I had some friends that, um, that go bouldering <laughs> all the time and I went with them like three or four times while I was there. And there was a couple people that were like, they're, they're Olympic level boulders that like when that comes in, I think it's coming in the next Olympics bouldering or rock yeah. climbing. There was this one girl, she was in, she was like flying up the wall. Like some of these people oh, are yeah. legitimately they're flying incredible. up the wall and it's like it's incredible. Weird the hardest one spiders. ever and i'm like how do you move your body like that and you just know <laughs> they, they, they so grip and they, you can see the, every single vein in their forearm and just how much like how ripped they are 
And I, I also like, felt Ooh. really embarrassed because there's this one wall that I wasn't able to complete. I got really close to the top, and then all I see is like this like seven, eight year old fucking kid <laughs> climb up that entire thing like no fucking big deal. And I was just so embarrassed. I was like, oh my god. Good job. <laughs> like a shame. I don't know how old was he, but he looked like he is eight, eight years old and like twelve years old. Looked exactly the same to me at this point. So I don't know how old he was, but it felt so much shame inside. Anyways, back to Ty's point. Everyone's injured, and Mark Stone is a cheater apparently, and Vegas are cheaters, according to Ty. According to Ty, and get to your next point, Ty, about the yeah, Leafs involvement. Why is nobody? So people know how crazy you are. Why is nobody <laughs> talking the about this? If if the Leafs are right up against the cap, let's say the Leafs hypothetically traded for Eichel somehow, right? Okay. They're up against the cap too. And they said, all right, John Tavares, you're going to go on LTIR because, you know, you, you're you old and, you know, you probably are also injured, right? You got your head blown up last year getting some post-concussion. I don't know. You can make something up, I'm sure, very easily. And then you play Jack Eichel and then John Tavares comes back game one of the playoffs like what Vegas is going to do right now, you're telling me no one would say anything? You're telling me the league wouldn't be, or not the league, you're telling me that fans wouldn't be outraged of other teams and, you know, but other I'm be honest, reporters? I, I disagree with the premise that Mark Stone is choosing voluntarily yeah. to stay out. Correct. I don't yeah, think players do because that. Because he could play. He played every single game until, I mean, he was out a little bit, but he was, he. it's not like he, just Mark got Stone has had injury problems. I don't think Mark Stone has played like more than two full seasons in the NHL, if that. So but Mark Stone what a, is an injury. But how is he an LTIR? He it's not like he got you know, he got uh he fell or you know he got injured in a game. He was playing every game. He, <laughs> but he it's played. A back he problem. played two That's days ago. Thing. Like, you, you... if he comes back, we we can return to this conversation. If he comes back before the playoffs. If he doesn't, and he comes back game one, <laughs> that that will be an issue. If he comes back game one, I think that will be more of a talk about. It. And who knows? This is what we said last time. Who? But when you hide it better at that point, if you are doing that, what teams? I don't think teams no, can do teams much. Teams don't give a shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't really think they care because a lot of them would want to yeah, be able to. What are you going to do in the moment? Right? Like you're not going to punish them. Also, the Leafs have done cap. They stuff didn't before. do this to win, though. They did it to lose, if anything, right? To they, suck. They did it to suck, which so, yeah, okay, sure. It's it, it's not the same. I don't see that the same way. Get, get Austin so, Matthews. So so I agree but with you, Ty in the sense that people would make a bigger deal of it if it was the Leafs. Sure, I don't think just because the Leafs did it, suddenly the NHL would ban it and like all that other nonsense you talked. Yes, about. I do agree. Obviously, it'd just be just like if the Rangers did it or if Montreal did it. You know, if some it's a top fans, three team in the league in terms of fan base and size and attention. It's true. Some fans hate the Leafs more than they love their own team. A lot of Canucks like people, a lot of Martin. Montreal people. <laughs> yeah, they 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 love to hate the Leafs more than they love to love their own team. That is true. But I don't think any teams would be out there complaining about this. I don't think that. Any I of do them would also care. think that there are some like absurd examples of like the Leafs doing something and then teams complaining about it. Like you know, there's that whole like Leafs letting people use their rink or right, shit. yeah, like yeah, the, the summer the facilities, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was that was that was that it was, was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But that wasn't um, a CBA thing in terms of. That had teams nothing complained. to do with the CBA. Well, sure, but teams complained that the Leafs are using practice facilities. I'm, I, I, I'm not saying it's applicable True, but to it's not what Ty's saying. I'm thing. just saying it, there is a history of well, it's apples and oranges. the league doing stupid shit. One is in the code. No, I think it was a CBA thing. I think it was a CBA thing. Was it? With the, the practice facility. Yeah, I think it was. Hmm. Yeah. But they were, the Leafs so. were breaking the CBA to let... Oh, people were were upset that they were letting other teams' players use their practice facilities, right? That's what it was. No, they were their own players. Bad that their player, like their prospects and stuff, got to use oh. their facilities. Basically, I actually, kind of what, what it was. I remember what happened. It was yeah, really that, I, I, it was Eric. What Eric saying? Yeah, it was really dumb. But, anyways, I'm moving on from this now. I'm excited for Eichel. Martin's excited for Eichel. Everyone's excited for Eichel. Uh, I just want to talk about these couple of rumors, and then we can end it off. Uh, Nick, I think, sent one of them, which was Flurry going back to Vegas. I, I sent that. 
Oh, was it you? Yeah, I was and like, it was reported by Frank Cervalli. So you know, he's a uh, he's as legitimate as they come. But it, it was quickly, news. quickly, three people came out. Even the Vegas GM said that's not happening. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So that did happen. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I what I saw was Flurry wants to go to Vegas, not particularly that it's okay. Because Frank Cervalli said Frank Golden Knights have expressed interest in Flurry, not Flurry is expressed. Because Leonard's interest. I saw. I saw a different. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Fair. But anyways, I thought that was interesting. I but think the Fleury other one should was... go to Edmonton. Just personal belief, but uh, yeah, that that'd be a very good fit, though they could end up missing the playoffs. So, yeah, <laughs> you really mad if that happened. But uh, the other would... one I wanted to talk about was Giroux, though. Oh, yeah. you should so go. You guys to see Colorado. the Adrian Dater? He that he wants to go to Colorado, but the other options are the Wild and Blues. So he basically just wants to go to the Central Division because he doesn't want to go to the shitty Pacific Division. I guess I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, apparently people have reported that's false, so I don't know what to believe. The Colorado? That Drew's expressed interest in going to Colorado. Apparently, like, uh, uh, Michael Russo said that's not true. Well, there was that quote, like, not long ago saying, like, from Drew saying, uh, he wants to see, he wants to see if Philly can make a playoff push or something. I don't yeah, know if that's that not was happening. real. I don't know if that was real. Not happening. So moving on Definitely. from that, because that's not happening. No, hundred <laughs> percent. I think but, that another uh, good fit is Florida, which again would be crazy. But I was seeing, I, I was seeing some potential for Florida as well. Yeah, because Colorado has doesn't have a lot of like they'd have to move contracts to fit Giroux in or get multiple salary. Uh, and, and you also know what's going to happen is that as soon as if Florida makes that trade, they're getting you know. 2010 Giroux, you know that that's what yeah, that's yeah, what happens they get 100 <laughs> and i was about to say is florida has way more cap space to work with than uh colorado yeah. does so uh but a weaker prospect pool so give and take essentially with uh, the flyers like the best prospects florida has Sp- is like spencer knight i think and, spencer knight uh, might be on the move I saw. Yeah, I was reading thirty to thirty-one, thirty-two yeah, thoughts just before this. I don't know. They signed another but, goalie who's a. We'll see, you know, but yeah. anyways, he Giroux would be amazing if on Colorado or Florida. Like you know, he's gonna produce on both, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that that would just make Colorado unbe- unbeatable. Like yeah, I odds favorite for sure to winning. Yeah, that's it would all make, I wanted to say. It would make Florida pretty unbeatable, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, at least Florida has Tampa to go through still, you know, no matter what. And I know Tampa is Tampa has, was, but... Colorado has Vegas. We just talked about Vegas all <laughs> show. That's true, that's true. Fair, fair, fair. Good point. But those are different divisions, at least. Yeah, so that's... you get to the conference finals... Florida has to go through Tampa and one of and Boston slash Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's all. Anybody else have anything they wanted to talk about? I think, uh, no, I think we covered it. everything. I think that's it. That's I, I looked it up, and according to the CBA, teams are not supposed to encourage or allow players to practice in the offseason or use any of their training or interact with any coaching or personnel unless it's initiated by the players and the players have to pay for all the costs of off-season facility usage and any payment that comes with it. So it's kind of like a really weird gray area. Um, but wasn't it also like it during is. COVID or something? Like It, wasn't it, it was during, during COVID. It was yeah. like the summer, the first summer, before the bubble, I think. Yeah, when facilities weren't open. In yeah, a lot of places so it wasn't stuff, like off it was, it was just... I just remember it was, it was just really area. dumb. It was just really dumb, and then they named the they they said their reasoning was league equality or something like that. Because yeah, because other poor teams can't afford it. Yeah, and I was just we like, should have and a league I made equality that where every of... team plays in a five thousand person arena. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> yeah being exactly. built right now. Because like the the I, league equality I made that on that list. one, like they're yeah. talking about Arizona might not be including the share, which they probably shouldn't. They can they shouldn't be included in the revenue share or yeah. the revenue total the the totals for how much a team makes influencing sal- uh, player salaries and everything. Hey, maybe the arena will actually see like 
a net positive in terms of Gary Bettman seems to think this is a great idea. They'll make more profit. Well, no shit they'll, they'll, he does. they'll make less losses. They'll have less losses. Yeah, they'll have less losses. Less losses. So actually, maybe that does help. Uh, actually, no. It's only based on revenue. It's not. Apparently, based on the tickets revenue. are going to be crazy expensive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Who the fuck if, in Arizona? If, if, if the paying? Leafs are ever there, probably. Yeah. If, All if the, the grandparents will come. Or out. Leafs, or that's it. Actually. <laughs> Nobody else. Yeah. All right, that's, that's it. Anyway. a fan of the Rangers is living yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. That's episode 100 for everyone. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.